Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. I'd like to start off this episode of Smalley Marriage Radio with nice things to say about my co-host and executive producer, but alas, I cannot, because usually I enjoy the countdown, and the next thing you know, my headphones are off, I'm just staring at a computer, and I hear this intro music going on from my headphones laying atop my desk. So in a panic, like we couldn't have just stopped, or I couldn't have just said, hey, hold on, I'm not ready, I, in a panic, try to get headphones over my gigantic head, and that didn't work well, and I just panicked. And you let it all happen with a smile on your bearded face. From all the pressure, you're like, are you done yet doing what you do so we can record? Are you done? Are you done? So I just like, hey, you just started. we're recording. I deserved it. I'll take full ownership. It felt nice. It felt right. So now back to the normal introduction. One of our listeners asked recently, if I have a concern I need to share with my wife, but she refuses to hear it or receive it, what do I do? How do I, quote, make her realize what I want her to prove upon in our marriage. Sorry, I can't help but giggle. These things aren't once in a blue moon types of occurrences. They've been going on and on and on. Well, my listening friend, you've hit the jackpot with this question, and you're probably not going to like the answer. In fact, most of you listening aren't going to like the answer. So I'm just going to implore you to keep listening and feel free to let us know how you feel about our answer that you're most likely not going to like. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with people really like him, my co-host, Seth Johnson. You get lots of good comments from the folks. I do? No. (laughs) I was totally making that up. No, I was like, wow, you must really filter those so I don't see them get like an inflated ego or something. <laughs> you look so hopeful. What? what? <laughs> I'm a mate. I'm not. <laughs> they like me. They really like me. No. <laughs> no, I'm a liar. Okay, this guy wrote a great question. Yeah. And I've actually already emailed him back. Oh, that's very kind of you. Told him the date. Of which this one will air. That's great because sometimes you forget to do that. I do most of the time. Yeah, but I wanted to reward this guy because it was well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was I, complimentary of our show. Yes, he was. Oh, we should read that part. <laughs> so here's how he started his question to the show: 
love the podcast. As you reference, I am one of your tens of fans. He <laughs> <Yes>. used sarcasm. <laughs> He's in. Love it. He's in the fan group. You do a really you you really do a great job. Keep it up. I enjoy listening while I'm taking the bus to work. Love it, dude. He's my new best friend. Well, and I will say this: uh, <laughs> I always enjoy it more, even more, when I know that there's a dude on a bus just listening somewhere. I almost said where. Now I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so thank you, sir, and hopefully. Even more dudes will be like, hey, these guys, they're at least humorous. Yes, and we're not male bashers. No. Right? We don't just pick on men. We no. feel like we are equal opportunity. Yeah, I don't think we pick on women either. I think we pick on both. Right. If you need to be picked on, whether you're a male or a female, we will pick on you. Look, if you're a scab that needs to be picked, we'll pick you. Yes. So our, our microphones just picked up on some strange. I don't even want to talk about it. Strange noises. I don't, know, I don't know what it was. And I don't know if you guys can hear that. I don't even know. I can't even. I, there's nothing I can say. It's like a gurgling. It was a gurgle of some internal <laughs> organ. I might be dead by the end of this recording. If the next podcast I'm hosting, yeah. you guys will know it happened. You'll know it happened. So I know I giggled a little bit. So what I read in the intro was from this guy who says that I have a concern I need to share with her, but she refused to hear it or receive it. What do I do? And this is where I giggle. How do I make her realize what I want her to approve upon? In our- you still can't get through <laughs> I can't it. get through the line. So, sir. and I That feels and- kind of invalidating. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's not. Because, sir, with the greatest sense of love for you, you're a fan you are well written, mm-hmm. but dude, that couldn't be a dumber sentence. Okay, it couldn't be. Okay, I'm sorry. It's true. He is not. Well, he wrote it, but I'm telling you right now, that is the worst conceivable sentence that you could put down (laughs) on paper and i don't mean worst so i exaggerate so i'm not putting him on a criminal level or an abusive level i'm just saying dude when you have the attitude how do i make her realize what i want her to improve upon in our marriage you're out you're already gonna get in trouble and i have a decent idea why your wife probably doesn't receive your improvement requests. (laughs) So I'm not trying to be cruel. Am I coming across cruel? I mean, a little bit demeaning. All right, sir, I do not want to be demeaning because that would be dishonoring. But I think you do need to hear this. Bro, you got to stop that. That's nonsense. Stop Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) You can't. You. What I run into consistently and even in my own life, my wife will do this to me. I will do this to my wife. But I'm telling you, folks, at any point, as a husband or a wife, if you are approaching your spouse and saying, you need to realize what you're doing wrong and you need to do it and make it better, you're all, it's, it's never going to go. Right. It's not going to work. And why? It's because I'm pointing the finger. Yeah. And automatically, 
Like, if Shauna does that to me, I'm throwing up a wall. For sure. Defensiveness and, at minimum. Right. And then I'm going to turn on the big guns and offense. And yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, and here's the truth. You know quite well what Shauna does wrong. Oh, yeah. And I know the two of you are perfect and nothing ever goes <laughs> negative. So we'll just stop talking about you. But for Amy and I, I am far too knowledgeable about her faults. Mm-hmm. She's far too knowledgeable about my faults. There, ergo, if we go at each other and go, you need to change this and you're doing this wrong, I'm going to come back and tell her all the things she's doing wrong. And frankly, it's like internally we have the the thought that you're worried about my junk? Well, let me tell you about your junk. Right. And it's going to go ugly, which is why, kind sir, who submitted a wonderful question, and I hope he's still listening. <laughs> right, he shut us off. He's on the bus going, I hate these guys. He's making a manifesto as we speak. He's screaming while listening to podcasts. People yes. on the bus are staring at him. The yes. bus driver's pulling over, <laughs> calling the police. Police have gotten involved now. So, kind sir, I will tell you, right out of the box that your first mistake you're making is focusing on her problems and this is what i tell people all the time especially in our small marriage intensive program is that dude or lady you are way too concerned with the things that are wrong in your spouse you're way too concerned Mm -hmm. you have so much of your own junk that you need to change like, don't waste the energy telling your spouse what they need to do to change because you need to conserve that energy for yourself because you are shock equally messed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. We're all messed up. Everybody has things to change. There are things about my wife that I wish were better. And <gasps> shock. There are things about me, my wife, wishes were what? better. What? No. No. I mean, Absolutely. let's just start with how good looking I am. Yeah. I mean, how do you improve upon that? That's what I'm trying to tell her. And you're like a mix between Brad Pitt and George Clooney. <laughs> that ate an enormous amount of... That ate the rest of the Ocean's candy. Eleven crew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why there are no more Ocean's movies. <laughs> I ate them. So that's my first bit of encouragement here, is that you need to worry about your own junk and just know when... okay. I get it. There are things our spouse might be doing that we do need to confront. But I even, my daughter, oh, what was it? She called me just the other day asking about, she needed to share something with a friend. And where I reminded her, ah, nope, she was asking advice (laughs) for her friend who needed to share something with the parents. Okay. And what I reminded her is, look, in this conversation, she needs to keep it about herself. So don't right. go into yeah. a conversation. And, you know, one of the examples I use, I don't think I've ever used this on the show. Oh, something new. Everyone grab yeah. a pen and paper. I know. And I hesitate. I won't because it's not bad. It is bad. It was hurtful <laughs> at the time. But when I left Branson, Missouri in 2005, mm-hmm. I had spent seven years working for my parents. Okay. So there's issues. Right, My parents are wonderful. My father was a wonderful father. My mother, who lives with my wife and I now, is a, was a wonderful, is a wonderful mother. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, no one is perfect. Correct. And so what they kind of stunk at was running a business. 
mm-hmm. or a ministry. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have what they needed to be able to pass that on to my brother or myself. Okay. And so seven years into working with them in Branson, I kind of looked around and realized, holy cannoli, this is not going to end well. Because mm-hmm. I just wasn't given the ability to kind of start building maybe my own brand or to do something that was kind of all focused on dad, which is totally fine. Right. But it, it, dad wasn't really into the legacy building. Mm-hmm. Like he loved well, but it wasn't like he, he he didn't like mentor in the sense of hey you're gonna take this over one day okay. and these yeah. are the things you need to understand. That just wasn't him. He loved people. He loved ministering. He loved teaching, and he was gonna do that, and he, he did mm-hmm. literally until the day he died. But that led after seven years. There was a lot of frustration in working for my parents. So there were things that they did that weren't healthy. Nothing disastrous. Nothing evil. But not cool, right? Kind of felt like over and over again, I get the rug pulled out from under me, right? Yeah. yeah. So in 2005, when my wife and I talked and we'd prayed and we'd fasted on whether we should move and kind of start doing our own thing and Mm -hmm. just leave the nest, um, because that was the other thing that my parents were loving. They gave me a job and it was, it paid fine. And it allowed me a lot of freedom. And so there was a lot of cool benefits of working for them. But ultimately, I knew God had challenged me that I was being lazy. Okay. Okay. So when we prayed and fasted and, like, miracles were happening because the church called us out of the blue, quote, unquote, because we'd been praying and fasting, like, should we go? If we go, is there an opportunity? And boop, opportunity Mm -hmm. presents itself (laughs) where Amy grew up Mm -hmm. and where most of her family still lives, which is here. In outside of Houston, Texas. So this is the point. When I went to talk to my parents about the fact that we were going to move away, right? I never once in that conversation pointed the finger. Never once did I go, man, you guys have not done a good job preparing mm-hmm. me to take over one day. You guys are always pulling the rug out from under me. This is all about you, and I don't have any room to grow. And da, 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 da. All the complaints that were real, right? I didn't say one of them, and I'd really prayed over this. When I went to their home, I focused on me, and that I need to grow up, I, which was true. Mm-hmm. I didn't lie. I needed to grow up. I needed to fly the nest. I needed to spread my wings. There's another good song reference. <laughs> I needed to take responsibility for my life. I needed to stop being so lazy. Frankly, another thing I could own is I needed to, frankly, stop taking advantage of them. I may have felt taken advantage of at times, but the truth is I was also taking advantage of them. I was Mm -hmm. collecting a salary, and all they really ever expected me to do was travel once a month with my father to go do a seminar. Outside of that, dude, I was at home. Is that job still available? Are they? No. No. You're practically (laughs) living that out now. Once a week, I make you come to my studio. So that conversation was about me. Yeah. And that is always going to go better. And so for this husband, I would really spend your energy on what do I need to do to change? How can I be better? And watch kind of what happens or what starts to transform in your relationship. Now, in his question, he goes, here's my question. I've been married to my wife for 10 years. It's been a hard 10 years. I truly love my wife. She has oodles of positive qualities about her. Most importantly, though, is that she loves the Lord and is serving the church. Two huge pluses in my books. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess there goes my question. 
So then what are you worried about? If there are literally oodles of positive quality, like, do you mean that? Or are you mm-hmm. just saying that to try to soften right. the truth? Yeah, soften the blue. So that would be an encouragement for you, is that, you know, help me understand why you're focused then on the negative instead of all these awesome qualities. And this is that classic above the line, below the line thing that we do in our Smalley Marriage Intensive Program with couples, which, by the way, go to smalleyinstitute.com and check out information on that program. It's private, one-on-one. We have eight locations across the United States. It's really, really effective in helping turn relationships around. But this is one of those things that in our workbook, we have literally a, a line on the workbook page that mm-hmm. cuts the you know middle of it. And above it, we have clients write all the positive qualities about their spouse. And then below it, we go, now, what are the negative things? Yeah. And then the focus becomes, where are you looking? And it sounds like what this guy is doing is he's stuck on the negatives that exist. Mm -hmm. But when, when I focus below that line on all the negative things, how do you think my attitude is going to be reflected? Right. Negatively. Negatively. Right. So that's my other encouragement for everybody is that your spouse is both good and bad. Mm hmm. That's everybody. Right. I'm I'm you're a co-host on a relationship show. You're good and bad. Well, I have a PhD in amazingness. <laughs> I am good and bad. <laughs> Is that what it says on your <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Actually, it's it's around here somewhere hanging up. There it is. <laughs> Behind the microphone. Oh yeah, it's a doctor of philosophy. Um I'm good and bad. I've been in ministry my entire life. Yeah. I'm good and bad. Mm-hmm. There are good things about me and there are bad things about me and so where are you going to focus right you know my i I, throwing myself under the bus my wife could focus on my weight issue Mm -hmm. which is real and negative it's unhealthy uh or she could focus on my parenting skills or my desire to serve and my willingness to you know i mean there's good things about me and there's bad things your current lack of beard Mike, I did shave. I had to. I have a CPAP machine, which is another negative. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I have to wear a machine to live. <gasps> Does that make me like RoboCop? Um, only if it <gasps> gives you superhuman Darth powers Vader. as well. Maybe more like Darth Vader. Wait, that's a bad analogy. So be careful on where you focus. Now, he goes on. Do you want to read this next one or do you want me to? Sure, I'll read. I feel like my wife. I, I haven't had a whole lot on no, this show, so this I is know, great. You're being Thank awkwardly quiet. <laughs> uh, from our uh, listener, my wife is an extremely strong woman, and we're both type A personalities. I'm frequently very much a direct to the point type of guy. Often, I'll tell my wife how it is and not sugarcoat it. I've always thought that since she's so strong, I don't need to sugarcoat anything. Boy, am I wrong. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that she still has feelings, and I'm doing her a disservice by being so blunt. Hey. You know why I made you read that? Um, because I struggle with that mm. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Set up. Spike. Yeah. I, hey, I feel you, man. Listener. Questionnaire. Do you want to say anything um, to your other self? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wrote this questionnaire. <laughs> Um, no, Shauna is not a type A. Um, I no. am. 
I married a type A. Yes. So I am often reminded that when I communicate with others, I need to... Like your co-host. Think, think about their feelings. Because do, that doesn't... Because, like, man, listener like you, I just think, hey, here are the facts. This is much easier. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to make it more harsh. But often it comes across more harsh at that point because then it's not, in on their side of things, received from a loving standpoint. I might mean it that way, but that's not how they understand uh, whatever I'm speaking to them. So then it just across, comes across super negatively. So pretend I'm your priest. I'm your padre. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're now at confession. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me, Father. I have sinned. It there has we been seven weeks since I've come to <laughs> confession. <laughs> Actually, I've never been to confession. So. so here's one of the reasons, by the way, why I liked this listener's question. And mm-hmm. I like you, listener, whoever you are, is that you're already starting to realize the problem. And it's mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you're looking in a mirror, brother. If it, it, I mean, just which I, I genuinely mean this. I really feel like the Holy Spirit is that you clearly believe in Christ, that you want to be his disciple because you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? This, there's no way this level of insight is going to come from him alone. Mm-hmm. Like that, that yeah. happens to me too. There's times in my life where the Holy Spirit gives me a level of insight. I'm like, oh, I never would have gotten there on my own because some things are tough to recognize. Mm-hmm. And, sir, what you have recognized is that if you are also a type A personality, once again, trust me, you have plenty of your own things to focus on and to worry about. Quit spending and wasting that on negative energy towards your spouse's problems, towards your wife's problems, because you have plenty of it. And I'll just encourage you that the Holy Spirit is correct. We can't complain about something in our spouse that we are also guilty of. I mean, we can, but it's not going to go well. Right. And oftentimes, frankly, the things that irritate us the most are the things that we also struggle with, which is why we want to be careful. What's the the scripture reference? I think it's in Matthew about you know the speck in your um, in your neighbor's eye versus the plank in your own eye. Yeah. Same sort of deal, guys. Yeah, you can Google that and put it in there. It'll be in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's more so, scripture in there. But just so you know, this is why we teach love talk and validation. Uh, if you go to smalleyinstitute.com, we actually, and I'm going there right now. So I'm going to the homepage. Mm-hmm. And if you scroll down just a little bit, you're going to see this kind of orangish strip that goes across the site. And it says, sign up for a powerful free online course on conflict resolution. That's love talk. It's free. Sign up for it. You're going to learn how to share things with each other where you keep the focus on you and you talk about the things that are actually bothering you. Because my my other guess with this guy, like most people do, is he might be focused on facts. Because, Seth, you have <laughs> openly acknowledged that you're a terrible human being. <laughs> I'm sorry. What I meant to say is that you have openly acknowledged that you sometimes focus on facts. Yes, by sometimes being most always. Pretty much Every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And so we know that See, when I we... even corrected you in that fact. You did. <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> I think I need to fire you for your own good and my own safety. Right. 
So that's why we teach Love Talk, because it helps you learn how do I get off the facts and onto the buttons, onto the feelings, which are the things that really matter, right? So it's not about whatever. he did, And what I appreciate about this listener as well is he didn't necessarily go into these intense specifics, right, about mm-hmm. her. He didn't, like, throw her under the bus or anything. Right. And I can hear that you're desperate to go, okay, but there are negative things, and I can't seem to address them. I guess what I'm saying is they're probably not being addressed well because you're going at her by pointing the finger, blaming and coming across negative, or you're focused on the facts. Mm -hmm. So I want you to take that free communication course, which you can find at smalleyinstitute.com. Now, here's another one. Seth is typing out the, the scripture reference now. But here's another part. A problem I've had for years is this. How do I tell her something when she rarely wants to receive it? If there's a problem that I feel she is causing, I've tried a myriad of approaches. And the attitude behavior doesn't correct. I've tried to be direct, meek, begging, timely, humorous, condescending, and probably every other approach in the book. All right. So let me tell you. Here's some of the things I like in terms of what you wrote, in terms of your efforts. I like being meek or humble. That's good. Timely is a good thing. So when you bring up an issue that needs to be confronted, does matter. You don't do that on a date. You don't do that on vacation. You don't do that when you're at a kid's event. You need to have a time where the two of you can actually sit down and have a healthy conversation. So time does matter. Being humorous is good. It can also be tricky. It could be Mm -hmm. received offensively. I've learned that over yeah, the years. I think you and I both have uh, have that issue. Yeah. Uh, direct. Uh, direct is not a bad thing. If I'm being direct about your problems, I'm probably going to get in trouble. Right. But if I'm being direct and honest about the issue, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. Fair? What I don't like is that you said you've tried begging and condescending. Clearly, those things aren't going to work. Mm-hmm. It's negative. If we approach in a critical... And and here's the problem. I, and this is why, basically, my major rule of thumb is don't try to change your spouse. <laughs> There's no way they're going to receive that well. Mm-hmm. You need to allow God and others to do that. And that doesn't mean go out there and manipulate the world. <laughs> to you know, pull her aside. Hey, so my wife has these issues. Can you? No. You need to release this stuff. You need to surrender that stuff to Christ and allow him to work because God's the only thing. Thing, God, <laughs> how do you say this? God changes people. Right. <laughs> not other people. <laughs> so I even do this for a living, and I recognize I don't change couples. Yeah. That's the work of God, the Holy Spirit, what Christ did for us on the cross, that changes people. I just get to be a part of their journey. So not a good idea. So here's the final thing here. And and this is his question continuing. So if I have a concern, I need to share with her, but she refuses to hear to receive it. What do I do? How do I make her realize what I, and this is one of those lines, man, that he makes that's so dangerous. How do I make her realize what I want her to improve upon in our marriage? That, Buddy, yeah. I hope you've got it by now. Just yeah. drop that. Drop that line and go, what do I need to do? How can I change that would improve our marriage? And so the truth is you're probably, you need to do what you wish she was doing. Right? That's one of those Christ commands that we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's one of the most helpful ones in a relationship. Dang, I wish she was being more patient. Well, then be patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, do yeah. whatever it is you're complaining about in your spouse. Go ahead and take the initiative and do it for them. That does change people. And it mm-hmm. changes people in the better way. Because it's really just being obedient to Christ's commands. This is not often what people want to hear, though. And that's kind of what I teased at at the beginning. Is really, I have this issue with my spouse, and what you're telling me is to drop it, let it go, and work on myself? Yes. Yes, I am. Because haven't you already tried to do that? Have you ever tried to change Shauna? Yes. And how did that go? Uh, She changed me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've done the same thing. I've tried to change Amy, and it blows up in my face. Right. She's tried to change me, and it it doesn't work. Like, how many times do we have to keep doing the same stupid thing that fails? I'm just suggesting be the person you want your Mm -hmm. spouse to be. And watch what happens. Watch what you change. You people change because you love them like Christ loves you, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I would put a, I don't know if it's a definition, clarification on when you're, when we're saying, um, you know, you do what you wish she was doing. So if, if you wish that she was, would respect you more, then you need to not just do those particular things that you wish that she would show you, how, how she would show you respect, but find out how she receives respect and do those things. Mm-hmm. It's like that love language thing yeah, we talked about. it is. It, it, but, but at the end of the day, it's then be respectful. Mm-hmm. Right. If you wish they were being respectful to you, then just be respectful back. Yeah, so find out how they receive that exactly. and do it. Uh, it's the only kind of change that's worth having is when it comes through ownership, personal responsibility, and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That creates an environment where really good change can occur and the truth is bro you got to do the right thing regardless if she is doesn't matter right i don't get out of that jesus never on that day (laughs) jesus isn't going to be like oh dude yeah you're a real jerk but man your wife (laughs) he's not he's gonna look at you and go you're a real jerk get out of here i never knew you well i don't want to judge It sounds way horrible when I said it out loud. Remember, Smalley likes to exaggerate. Yes. I'm not condemning you to a life of hell because you were a disappointment. But what I'm saying is he's going to focus on me. I made it worse. <laughs> you did. Wow. I need to wrap this show up. But he, one of the other things I didn't hear that he didn't, <laughs> that he didn't put in his question. Now, this might have just been because he didn't have time or he ran out of time. So please, I don't want the listener to hear that I'm assuming anything. But what I didn't hear was prayer. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it is by far the most powerful thing. And oftentimes, the only thing that you really need to utilize when you're you're desperately wishing that your spouse would improve in in a healthy, fair way. Yeah. Right? So... Well, like my weight, for example. Mm-hmm. Amy, all she has, the only tool or weapon she has with my issue is prayer. Harassing me or criticizing or belittling, that's going to make it worse. But she can pray, and I can pray on the things, on the escalation. Mm-hmm. Shauna prays. Oh, mean, she prays for so much. A lot. And she should be. <laughs> so don't underestimate the power of prayer. Uh, that really is the work. 
that you can do with your spouse. And then lastly here, you can't make her do anything. Let go of any sense or need of control. Because when we try and change our spouse, we only make things worse. Yeah, I think we've hammered that in. Yeah, we did. But that's what I wanted to close with. We still love you, listener. We do. And I I don't think it was negative. No. All right, maybe a little. (laughs) But it was a good question, man. And I appreciate that you're even willing to ask it. Yeah, and once again, I think there's numerous other people that struggle with that same thing. So hopefully this adds some clarity um, to those other couples and helps them navigate their relationship. It does. And don't forget, there are direct links to download that Reignite Your Marriage app. It's super helpful. You have a Love Talk assistant that will help you utilize our communication method right from your phone. Keep you on track to Mm -hmm. having a healthy conversation. And you can find those links on this podcast episode or, frankly, any of those the more recent podcast episodes will have those links directly on it. And then if you want to start turning your relationship around today, you can check out our online courses at smalleyinstitute.com where we have hours of video from our very best series, all designed to help you build a better relationship. If you enjoy the show or don't or fall somewhere in between, let us know. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps us know if we have quality content and helps others find us well smalley marriage radio is brought to you by the smalley institute if your marriage is on life support reignite your relationship in only two days find out more at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462 i was shaking from a storm in me Specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted To be the melody Above the noise, above the hurt I was young Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long All on the T-Mobile network Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.